Welcome ah. to Damsels with Daggers. Boom. <laughs> My name is Sarah Pomatory, and I am your majestic as fuck GM. And I am sitting here with Julianne Layden. Introduce yourself and shit. I'm Julianne. I play Princess Sarah Tina Genevieve. Uh oh, wait, what the fuck is my name? <laughs> Serafina Sophia Genevieve Ronaldo Shekelshire the third Princess of Hortensia, heir to the throne of Paloma, if you please. There you go. I forgot Sophia. It's been a bit since we recorded. I I'm not gonna lie. It has been a little bit. I forgot. It's okay. Oh my goodness. It's alright. The dog is laying in a puddle of cuteness, and it's the cutest thing ever. He's right cute. I want to eat her. Don't eat. Don't. Stop trying to eat things. Stop trying to eat things. I'm a bottomless pit of a woman. I'm only hungry. First, it's the dragon, and now it's my roommate's dog. I like meat. Uh, some of you may <laughs> uh, notice that it's just the two of us today. Uh, this is a very special episode where I think it's one. I think it's one is the loneliest number. That is a lonelier number. You are correct. I feel like it's one. I could be wrong. Like maybe they were trying to be like clever about it. No, you're probably right. But I'm probably right because it's me. Right. But two is lonelier than three. Two is lonelier than three, yes. But not as lonely. But I'm pretty sure one is the loneliest number. (laughs) Okay. Great. I'm glad that we discussed this uh, (laughs) for our oldies music podcast listeners. Um, But no, today is not a special podcast because we're talking about music. Today is a special podcast because we're going to get to learn about Serafina a little bit more than usual. If Serafina gets her way, maybe it won't be about music. So anyway, like, no. So uh, the last time we were, you know, in our adventure, uh, the girls were in a pub. They were getting a room uh, for the night because they are in a new land and they met this boy and he has a tragic sob story and the princess felt real hard for him. Fuck yeah. Um, Ethel Jensen. What? His name is Jason. No, wait, what did I call him? His name is Jason. I don't care what Edson you called him. Jekyll. Jackal? I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, so his name is Jason. <laughs> and uh, he has a sad story. He's looking for his lost sister. He, you know, partnered up with this bounty hunter that our adventures had, had kind of a run-in with. Because Anna's a dumbass. Because Anna's not good with people. Um, but, you know, Lux and him came to a decision, a plan, and all is well. So everyone is asleep. Uh, while Ainit is having a very weird dream on a beach, Julian is also dreaming. Uh, but this dream is a little bit different. While Ainit's dream was very confusing, and while it seemed peaceful, it was actually very distressing for her, the princess is dreaming of happier times. Uh, when I was clean. She's dreaming of home. When I was clean. She's dreaming of home. Uh, I'm gonna need you to roll. 
My pretty dice. I don't know. Is this okay? No. Which one do you want? I like these. No, wait, what is it? What the pink, it? the purple ones, right? I like these. Okay, let me get your D6 for you. Thank you. You're welcome. It, uh, thought really hard go. not to buy more dice that are in here because I'm like, I don't need them. Tara has them, but yeah. they were so pretty. I, you, these are pretty. They are pretty. Yeah. But I'm compulsive, and when I see pretty, I want more. Roll the fucking dice. Oh shit, I dropped it. Sorry, that wasn't a roll, that was a drop. Okay, great. Roll. Who's the one to make that? It doesn't matter. I got a five. A five? Okay, great. So, um, Princess, you're not in the inn anymore. You're not 21. You're five years old. <laughs> you're five years old, and you're at home in your castle, and you're in your bedchamber, and it's, it's, your, your castle didn't change much over the years. It's always been very ornate. It's not the stone walls of, like, a warrior king. It's, it's, very rich uh the way only a castle of a king that has ruled for centuries could be um the trim is made of pure gold uh you have a canopy bed it's all pink it's all pink it's all pink you are five years old and a a servant uh is brushing your hair and you, you're staring in the mirror at yourself as she brushes your hair. The, um, the tresses go down almost to your belly. It's, it's one of those traits where it's like you're still a child, but like, you know, it's, it's it's a trait that adults always like admire, you know, even though it's on a child. It's that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and your mother comes in and you're watching this almost like you're an outsider watching yourself as a young child. Uh so it's like you want to interact with, you know, everything that's going on, but you can't. It's almost like you're watching a TV show, you're not a willing participant. Your mother comes in, and she turns to the servant, and she says, that will be all. And the servant puts down the hairbrush and leaves the room. And your mother takes her place behind you and picks up the brush and begins to brush your hair. And you meet her eyes in the mirror, and she smiles at you. And, you know, for most of your childhood at this point, you've been raised by servants and your governess. And, you know, your mother has always been this figure that you knew loved you, but not the same way that we think of mothers now. Not the caregiver, but definitely a source of love. Um, and. You know, she she smiles at you and she says, uh, Sophie, 
and you recognize this as the name that she always called you when you were young. Something that only, only came from her. She says, Sophie, are you excited for the visit this week? And, you know, you watch your younger self look up at her and then look away and then kind of do that little kid thing where it's like, you're not shy, but you also don't know how to answer. So you just gonna look at the ground. Like, this is so interesting. <laughs> look at that spot on the floor. Fuck yeah! Um, and she says, come on. Are you, are you excited about the visit? And you look up and you kind of shrug. And she says, you know, this has been a long time coming. Since before you were born, we always knew that you were exactly the child we wanted for this kingdom. So far for a five-year-old as fuck <laughs> and you kind of just like look up at her and look down and everything and she's like because only a princess like you Sophie could make an entire country believe in peace again and you look up and you say but what if I don't like him? And she smiles and she says, Sophie, don't worry about what's going to happen this week. It's just a dinner, just like every other dinner that we have when friends come to visit or when it's your birthday. You don't have to worry about any of that. Just know that from here on out, I'm not important. Your father is not important. What should be important to you now and for the rest of your life is love and country. <laughs> and she continues to brush your hair and then puts the brush down and kind of starts to run her fingers through your hair and says what do you think braids today how about we do two braids and you look up at her and you're like yeah yeah i want to do braids and she's like okay she starts to braid your hair and then the scene melts Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you're looking at me this look like, bitch, what are you about to do to me? <laughs> like, I don't know where you're going with this. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> okay. I'm assuming you're talking about my betrothal and first meeting with Pedro? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. His scary. name is not Pedro, bitch. But that's what I call him. One of these days, I'm just going to have some character start calling you Carlos. See how you like it. <laughs> well, that'll mean he's more attention because he's going to be in my country. I fucking hate you. 
I really fucking hate Tell him that he's a kinsman. In which <sighs> case, he should be put to the death because he should know better than to disrespect me like he knows me. I really hate you so much. Oh my god. Because even though it's a term of endearment, no, like, lower class citizen should have the right to call princess. My bitch, I hate you! God, why am I friends with you? Anyway, so, your uh, dream your dream changes. Fuck yeah. Uh, please roll a d4. This one? A d4. I did already take it. Yeah. <laughs> she was ahead of you. Uh, Alright, how does this work? It's it's the one that's the point. What's the, the point? point? Is a three. Okay. So I'm getting good rolls. Yay. Am I three now? No. Am I eight now? No. Um so it's three days later. Fucking And I have met It's three days later and you're in the Great Hall. And there's a very large banquet happening. Okay. And you're sitting at the head table. Um, in the center is your father and your mother. Uh, next to your father is your uncle. Carly. No. <laughs> uh, uh, next to your mother is... A um a a woman uh not royalty of any sort but not my aunt um no um you know that you don't have an aunt who fathered Pedro who mothered Pedro so you don't have an aunt oh Pedro uh, the woman next to your mother though is the woman who is raising uh your cousin uh she is his governess but who mothered Pedro. And then there is your cousin, who is not who named Pedro. Stop the fucking joke. <laughs> mother Pedro. You're seven. You're five. You don't know this. You don't know. I want to know who mother you, Pedro. You, you fucking tell me who mother know, Pedro. You don't know why he has a mom. You're five. Oh my god, is he my brother? Oh god, no. Jesus Christ. Did he have, like, an affair with my mom? Fuck no. Did he fuck the governess, but they can't tell anybody because she's low-level? Did he kill no. his wife? I, I don't... I'm not getting into this with you. Oh my Who? god. The mother. Hey. Listen, let's just... You are five. You are in the Great Hall. Setting a scene. 21-year-old Serafina probably knows that, don't you? Don't she? Five. Don't, but I'm not. You are that five. That Serafina is. This Serafina is not. <laughs> you are five right now. Focus. This one is 20 motherfucking one. She know the family secrets. I... <laughs> I mean, she don't know much, considering she had no idea okay, if the meeting was a thing. Ass bitch. Anyway. So then... Your cousin is sitting next to his governess. Uh, of course he is. Next to your uncle is another noble of some sort, someone that he had brought. Another noble of some sort, someone that he had brought. Um, a a knight of your father's kingdom. Your governess, and then you. So it's why am I all the way in Timbuktu? <laughs> on the end. Why are there less people on that side of the table? 
It's like, my mom, his governor is him. And then it's like, my dad, uncle, fucker, fucker, me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many more people on my side of the table. Why is Pedro special? Why does he get to be closer to the, the crown? I'm the fucking princess here. Why am I not closer to the center? I'm offended in hindsight. It's a memory, but do you, as 21-year-old Serafina, who is, you know, watching all of this occur, would you like to roll incense? Sure. Roll a d20. Give me a d20. Give me my d20. I got a 12. Okay. So, um, you see that the way the room is set up... Um, behind the head table is, like, a great ornate wall that is, like, part art, part statue. Please open the door for her. She's going to start whining. Um, it's, it's, it's part art and part, like, um, like a like a tribute to your family it's been there since the castle was built it's part of the castle uh but next to each side of the castle um wall wall yeah of the castle wall um are two small narrow archways that are sort of hidden by curtains and you know that those are two kind of like emergency exits for the royals um why is this like because you're royals every castle is built oh i thought somebody was gonna pop out of those in a second and kill me no so every castle that has ever been built has been built with the intention of protecting the people inside because they're always really important people and they're always people that like full on like people want to kill simply for their power so like castles the reason why they're built the way they are Mm -hmm. is because because anyone who approaches is going to get shot with an arrow. Mm-hmm. And if by some way someone does make it through all of the traps, like that's what a moat is. A moat is a fucking trap. Mm-hmm. You don't have one, yeah. but like every castle, whatever. Why don't it, we have a moat? You don't have a moat. Why not? Because the other castle doesn't have one. That's amazing. Actually, no, it's probably better because your castle was not built near a river. You know what happens to moats that aren't part of a natural river? Okay, that's we should dig up the river. Real gross. We should make all of the sewage. Man-made river. Which then people use for sewage. Dig it into the ocean. Anyway, so... I don't know why we keep going out of this. I hate you so much. Um, so, um, you see that the reason why you're set up that way is because um, the, oh, the, 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 the art tribute thing takes up enough room on that one side that the table isn't perfectly center. And so there's going to be more people on that side of the table because of just the way that room happens to be structured. And they need you and him to be by those doors to get you out. Okay, fine. It's it's just a tradition. No one actually suspects anything. It's just where you sit because you guys are the future. Fine. Um so anyway, so 
no one has actually introduced you to it at this point. Like, he arrived prior. You remember this. But in this memory, you guys haven't even spoken. And he's also, like, this little mini child. And he's just like, I went on a long trip, and now I'm here. I don't know who anybody is. Hello. Uh, and you're just like, uh, what is this about? And so then, um, you know, everyone's dancing and drinking and eating and it's a celebration. And, you know, there's always that one lady of the house who's like 46 years old and she's visiting the court and she got a little bit too drunk. She's the wine aunt of the court. Yes, she's the wine aunt of the court. Um, and... 46 is a very specific <laughs> Do you have a wine aunt that's 46? No, I don't. I don't have any wine aunts. We're Irish. We just, we drink beer and liquor. That's fair. Yeah. My family's, everybody's a wine aunt. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that tracks. That makes sense for you. Um, so, so then, in the middle of the festivities. I don't like wine. I'm just gonna enjoy a whiskey now. Oh, I love that. Is that so my friend? <laughs> Um, so the, so the party's going on and everything, and people are, you know, starting to finish up their food, servants are taking away plates and everything, and you see your father and your uncle, you know, speaking very cordially, like, there are smiles happening, and you keep seeing him, like, look back, look down at you with, like, a smile. Conspiring! 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 And they make a motion, and your governess, you know, helps you up. And um, takes you around to the front of the table, and you see that the other governess has been doing the same with. They feel like they make a fucking meet in front of everybody at the head of the table. Yep. That's some bullshit. <laughs> um, I'm assuming there's a room full of people. Room full of people, and Why by this point, putting me on the spot like this, I'm offended. By this point, everyone has noticed because that you're the reason everyone's here. Like, you are literally the whole purpose of this party. Jesus, fuck. No wonder Sarah Penis is a big head. <laughs> and so everyone's just like, oh, look, they're cute and little. Oh, it's so They're doing a fucking 20 years. They don't have a choice. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. And, you know, you both, like, approach each other. And you both, and, like, he looks back at his governess. And, and she, like, you know, pushes him forward. Like, it's okay. Go ahead. And, and you, and, and you. You're still just watching. You are still just watching. But baby Seraphina told me that you are still just watching. Shush. Ooh. And so then he come so he comes forward, um, and he has he has his hands like down by his side, you know, and he's kind of st- and you kind of come forward kind of sh- kind of shy too, but instead of putting your head on like can you put your head up? Like, very just, like, I don't care if everyone is laughing at me or looking at me. I don't care. I don't need anyone or anything. I am five. Seraphina like, been a that's bad That's the look on your face. Like, that's the look I, on your face. Like, you definitely don't feel that way. You remember feeling very, like, anxious and, like, worried and, like, overwhelmed. But she has a good poker face. But you have a very good poker face. And you kind of, like, look down your nose at him, because at this point you're, like, one inch taller than him. And he he looks up at you and straightens up a little bit. And he bows to you as, you know, he was obviously shown how to approach you when you were introduced. Like, you were both coached on this. And 
you you still like look down your nose at him, but you give a small curtsy, you know, as you were taught because it's what you're supposed to do, and everyone's fucking staring at you. And um, uh, as you come up from the curtsy, he takes your hand, bows again, and kisses the back of your hand, and you let it happen. You don't do anything to him, but as you look at him. You very nonchalantly just wipe the back of your hand on your dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl. And you see the adults at the head table, all the royalty, they just like smile and go. <laughs> oh, children. Like, and they all think it's adorable. And then um, uh, you literally turn around and just like walk away from him back to your seat. Because like, you don't hate him or anything but like you're five and this is some bullshit <laughs> like, uh, and then the dream melts again and you're back in the great hall uh, but it's it's different there are different guests different fashions and you remember you're 12 now um, you you see your mother she doesn't look as like young and radiant as she once did but she's not old by any means but you can see that like life has been weighing on her a bit as being a queen is wont to do um and you know the king you see him talking with a couple of nobles up at the head of the table and you're standing um somewhere in the great hall you're not up at the table with them but you're standing and you look down and you're wearing this like almost like a like a bell silhouette kind of a dress. Um, and it's like, it's like mostly white with like pink tinted, um, like material sort of transparent over it. And like, you don't look like an adult, but you, you, you are at that stage of your life where you're definitely growing into a young woman and people are like noticing, but like not noticing cause you're 12 and they're just like, are like like she's turning into our queen this is they're showing a lot more respect for you than they did when you were five um and you you look around and you're it's still a dream but you seem to be having a little bit more ease in how you experience it if that makes any sense mm -hmm. and from across the room you see your cousin and he's 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 grown up too and he's at um one of the tables and he's taking um you know notice of some of the like noble wars and ever and as they walk past you see him take one of the drinks and insert it into his pocket because <laughs> it's like a closed flask type of bottle um to where like you can cork it and he puts it in and you see him look over at you and catch you noticing him and, like, catching him in the act. And he smiles, nods at you, and then nods his head away from you like, hey, you want to join? And he sneaks out of the Great Hall through one of those narrow exit ways. And you're looking back on it and you remember, you know, like, what you did. But you also remember that, like, 
maybe this version of you might not do that. What is like the 21 year old version of Serafina think about that memory when she's looking back on it in hindsight? Oh my God. Yeah. So that's what you did then too. <laughs> you, you looked around and you saw like, you've been to a hundred of these parties. You're so fucking done and you're 12. Like fuck this well, shit. A decade later and she's still doing this. <laughs> but... And you followed your cousin out of the great hall and down the hallway and you find him on some stone steps that lead up into the castle keep and he's sitting there and he takes his jacket off and it's like a red jacket with like black and gold accents he takes it off and he throws it on the stone steps and he pulls out the bottle and holds it out to you silently and you're just like kind of looking him up and down like he's challenging you you know like, fuck you, little 12-year-old. I was better than you when I was five, and I'm better than you now. And you take it, and you chug it the entire time. You're just keeping eyes on him as you're drinking it, though. And then you stop and look at him, and he just smiles at you, like, just, like, smirking. Just like, all right, okay. Um, and uh, you hear... Uh, you know, the music starts in the other room and everything, and you sit with him, and in the dream, you don't necessarily remember what you talked about. You just remember that you guys talked on those stone steps until the bottle was gone. So it was a good bit. And then, realizing you had been there for so long, you went back to the, uh, the Great Hall, and, um, much like when you were five, he takes your hand, helping you through the hallway, um, but then doesn't let it go. And he asks you if you would like to dance. Yeah. And the two of you have just drank an entire bottle of alcohol together. And, like, you don't hate him. Like, you just spent all that time talking. You kind of have, like, this weird, like, competition thing. Like, who can be better than the other? Like, just as a person in general. But, like, you don't hate him. You This, honestly, like, this only second or third time you've ever actually met him throughout your life. Because mm -hmm. he lives in another country. But you do. You dance with him. And this is the first time that you've ever actually danced with a boy. And once again, just like everything else in your life, it's in front of everyone. And so, like, you're doing that Serafina thing where you pretend it doesn't bother you, but it kind of does. Um, but he's being, like, very respectful to you. He's not, because he, he, he can tell it makes you uncomfortable to be living your life in front of everyone in this room. And so he doesn't, like, do anything gross or weird or anything. Like, he's 12. Like, he's your age. So he's just dancing with you and, you know you kind of start to feel yourself like relax around him, you know, like almost like you're developing a friendship with this person. And then the dream changes again. And this time you feel completely in control of your surroundings. And so you see that it is nighttime and you're no longer in the great hall you're actually on the balcony of the castle keep and you're looking out over the castle and over 
the village that surrounds it and you see that the entire village, the entire, every house within eyesight of your entire kingdom is alight with, um, like, like, like almost like magic. And there are people playing music for as far as the ear can hear. And people are running through the courtyards of the castle, drink in hand, dressed as lavishly as they can. Like, the entire kingdom is celebrating. And you are looking out on the balcony, and you remember that it's your 15th birthday. And the entire kingdom is celebrating you. So it's your 15th birthday. Oh. So you're you're looking out and like let's take this step by step. So like how did Seraphina feel at fifteen knowing that the entire kingdom was celebrating her birthday? Is the fifteenth birthday like a big deal in this world? For her, just... yes. For her as a royal, yes. Yeah. So at that point, that is when Did they do like King Sienna? Like no. so, so at that point point that is when your like childhood has ended and that Mm. is when the you know next in line for the throne is going to start her or his education of leading the country that is when you stop being taught by a governess and you start going out into the actual kingdom that's when your father would actually start teaching you how to run this place you wouldn't necessarily get the crown right now because he's still alive and kicking and it's fine. So this is when they would start to treat you like an adult, you know? So you're looking out, it's night, but the entire world is alight with celebrations dedicated to you. I think she felt kind of heavy about it. Like, her whole life has been about these people, for these people, and like, her whole childhood and now like she's officially an adult like it's it's a heavy thing like when I turned 18 I cried because I felt like I'm an adult now and I <laughs> the fuck I'm not kidding I woke up for my 18th birthday and I was sobbing because I was scared about like that pressure of like I'm 18 now like legally I am an adult and I think she probably feels something similar to that like knowing that like this is it like now that her childhood is over like she is officially like next in line like training to be next in line with these people's lives are not in her hand and just I don't feel like she feels happy about it I feel like she never got her own life everything she's done like like you said like it was in front of her she never just got to be her and mm-hmm. live her own life and now it's officially over like any chance to be yourself it feels like it's ended because she's just she has to be this thing now like this is officially the time for her to become important person and all these people are super happy about it and they're celebrating for her but she doesn't feel that really that's hauntingly beautiful my dude (laughs) that is hauntingly beautiful because the juxtaposition to the visuals i just gave and that whole long speech you just gave are complete opposites. It is hauntingly beautiful. Like, I feel like she's up there up. Like, watching all this joy and all this happiness and having it look so happy and beautiful, and she's just like up there in like this dark balcony, like 
I feel like it's dark where she's like the balcony's dark and like it's all stony and stuff and she's just up there kind of like depressed watching all these people be happy for her Mm -hmm. when she's not so as as you're watching um the festivities uh some fireworks actually start going off in celebration to you um and they light up the sky beautiful pictures you can tell that it was it was designed uh specifically for you and your father comes up next to you and stands there looking out at the scene with you and he looks down at you and looks back up and can I just input really fast that when I think of her father I think of King Fergus from Brave like, I'm pretty sure that's not what you meant him to be, but that's who I visualize like, in my head. How, how does King Fergus look again? He's, like, that really big, like, plump, like, Scottish man with, like, one peg leg and, like, the really big handlebar <laughs> mustache. He does not have a handlebar mustache. Because, like, I feel he like... He has no mustache. He actually just has a beard. I feel like one of them... Like, he... King Fergus also has a beard, but he's also got, like, the big... Like, he's got the whole <laughs> thing going for him. Like, he's hella Scotsman. But Seraphine is redhead, so one of her parents has to be a redhead. And for some reason, my head is him. And he looks hella King Fergus. From I mean, head Great. canon. Go ahead, but like that's not what he looks like. If anybody wants to know what Seraphina's dad looks like, just Google King Fergus from Brave. Thank you. Okay. Um. Anyway, so he comes next to you and he looks down at you and looks back up. He says, "Why the heavy heart?" <laughs> I don't know how to like say that to her dad. Like, I mean, it's your dad. Like, it's your dad. You're fifty. Like, it's not like a stranger. It's not like some king randomly. Like, it's your father. Kind of like, I feel like my life is over. Not my life anymore. Everything I do from now on has to be about them and about this kingdom and what's right for them, regardless of me and what I and he takes a moment and he nods and he says you may find this hard to believe but every noble that has ever been in your shoes has felt this way, including me. Yes, today is your 15th birthday, and this does start a new chapter of your life and a new chapter of your story, but you still have time to find your own love for this country because that will come it's it's not just your obligation this country is your home and people inside of it they're essentially your children and that might seem overwhelming but you don't have to be queen right now. You know, at this point, 
we are we are going to start treating you differently, but only because now we know you have the maturity and the compassion to rise to the occasion. I'm still here, regardless of how the kingdom feels about you. I am still the king. You're not taking that away from me anytime soon. <laughs> so enjoy today. Go downstairs, spend some time with your mother. I know she would enjoy that. Tomorrow you can worry about the rest of the world. Don't put me in the fucking tower and why? Everybody seems so nice. <laughs> So then the scene melts again, and you remember working side by side with your father. Um, not one day in particular, just days and days of standing by your father's side and learning from him and constantly being impressed with the way that he handled the hard choices that he had to make day in and day out for the people. And you remember going with him outside the castle, which you weren't always allowed to do. Uh, that was like a rare treat for you growing up and, and meeting the people, you know, meeting the, you know, farmers that surrounded your 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 village, meeting the people that lived in the village that maybe didn't work inside the castle, but who still provided things for the castle, um, such as the blacksmith and 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 you know the, the the worksmen that you know kept you and your family in the position that you were in because they believed in the care that you and the generations before you had given them and their ancestors before them. Uh, and then before you know it, it's your 16th birthday and it's been a whole year and things, things weren't as scary as they felt a year ago. And there's another celebration uh, this time you are in the Great Hall again, and everyone is sitting at the table, standing around, waiting as you and your family each come in one by one. And the uh, knights are all lined up on one side, um, waiting, and you see most of the kitchen staff in the, in, the, in, in the back as they're kind of halting food service for a second, waiting for you to come in. And your, your father walks out and they announce him, His Majesty Charles Samuel Bram Ronaldo Shekelshire II, King of Hortensia, Earl of Paloma. And he comes out and everyone claps and everyone claps. And your mother walks out to stand beside him and, you know, he, you know, takes her chair out for her, the king, but still very loving towards your mother. Her majesty 
Anna Lee, Queen of Hortensia, Duchess of the Psy, Princess of Asimel, Countess of Paloma, and everyone claps and yay! Um, and then they announce you. And as you walk out, it's turned into complete silence because you, this was like your coming out party. This was your like, I spent the last year learning my shit. I'm gonna look good. So you are completely dressed in one of the most fabulous dresses they have ever put on you. And you are announced, Her Highness, Serafina Sophia Genevieve Ronaldo Checkleshire III, Princess of Hortensia, heir to the throne of Paloma. And as soon as you they hear heir to the throne of Paloma, the entire room explodes in applause and love. And you see some of the older um, women of the court, the uh, countesses and duchesses, maybe aren't so high up on the totem pole, but who remember a time before you and remember you growing up, you can see them shedding tears of just being so proud of you. Oh, and... my auntie. <laughs> my auntie. <laughs> um, and... I had cannons, that's what the gender... Seraphina refers to them lovingly in her head as... All the dentists are the wine aunties. <laughs> Yeah, because they, like, wanted to just stand in the corner drinking meat and, like, gossiping about the rest of the kingdom. <laughs> and, like, that young duchess over there totally hooking up with that young earl over there. <laughs> just, like, in the corner, like, the fucking, like, housewives of the kingdom. Like, 100% what they are. Uh, and you're, so you're, you're announced, and everyone applauds, and you... You see that your parents have sat in their places, but but you don't sit. You start to look around, and you're searching the crowd. You see your wine aunties. You see all of the knights, and they're all decked out in, like, their, like, most, you know, because they're, like, yeah, going on. Practice is here. Let's go. Like, <laughs> they ready. They ready. But... You know, you're on the elevated, you're on the dais, so you can see overheads, you can, it's a crowd of people in the Great Hall, um, and you, you see Samuel, your cousin, that's his name, you see Samuel, I hate that name, <laughs> too bad, that's his name, I just do that, Samuel, <laughs> Pedro is better, yeah, no, his name is not Pedro, not Paul, Pedro, he's similar, anyway, so you see Samuel over the heads of your people. Bitch, what else would... Okay, actually, no, that fit. that's fine. No, 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 I got this. All right, so... So you see... No, 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 because I actually wrote this down later on. So that, that's a great reaction. Thank you. Um, I don't know how I knew that was going to work out, but it worked out. Um, so you see him over the head... And he's, you know, he's 16 now, so he's much broader, he's much taller, and he's standing there very regally. He's not the five-year-old that, like, resolutely hold, held his hands down. Like, he's much more relaxed in his role. Just, like, you've become more relaxed in your role as the future leader of your country. And you, you match eyes with him, and you see him, 
and he smiles like supportively, you know, because like, like he knew how hard this year was going to be for you because he's known you since you were five. So like he knows you just as well as anyone else would, you know, um, and you smile and you venture out into the crowd to speak with him. And as you step up, he says, Your Highness, you didn't fall. He's <laughs> a prick. <laughs> and, and you look down and you say, Don't be a prick. <laughs> and he says, My apologies. Um, Honestly, it's it's easier to make jokes than to make a big speech. You're honestly probably going to hear a lot of them tonight, probably from most of them over there. And he points over toward, like, the corner of the front of the room where he sees just, like, all of the nobles staring at you again and all of the wine aunties and your mother and father are just, like, talking with each other and occasionally looking over at you but not really caring. Like, you're good. You're fine. You're 16. Um, what did you say to him? As 16-year-old Serafina who knows nothing about what's been happening in the future. Wow. You're probably going to hear much, many more speeches tonight. Fuck? That's your answer? Fuck. <laughs> like that. Uh, and he laughs. And he says, come on, let's get out of here. And he points towards the hallway. What does this have to do with his naming Samuel? It's This part isn't. Just go on. And he heads and leads you back down the hallway that you used when you were younger. Um, you were a little delinquent. When you were a little delinquent, stealing booze. Um, and <laughs> Not much has changed, except now it's jerky. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you pass the stone steps that you, you know, had sat on that night. But instead of sitting, he leads you out into the courtyard where it's a lot quieter. Um, pretty much anyone that was using it during the day is done. It's, it's night, you can see the stars, and it's much quieter than being in that loud-ass fucking great hall with everyone staring at you. Again. Um, but, you know, he's kind of led you to this place where they can't stare at you, where you can get that moment of peace. What? Oh my god, <laughs> Let us get through this. Ew. Would you let us get through That's this? That's gross. He is your fiance. My cousin. You. Oh, putting special. Fucking Lannister ass. It was the fucking Middle Ages. It was. I know normal. the logic, but like, did you see what happened to the Targaryens? Targaryens. It was literally normal for this to happen. <laughs> Anyway, so he leads you out, and he asks, so how does it feel to be one step closer to owning this entire continent? 
That's heavy, bro. <laughs> That's a heavy ass question. <laughs> God, I don't know. I'm getting more used to it, I guess. It was terrifying and daunting at first, but not quite as scary anymore. Getting used to it. I mean, I don't know. I things things have been weird for me this last year. Oh, in preparing for oh. the next step, but I don't know. It's weird because you know, at least you get to stay in your home after. I visited here maybe five times since we were five. I lived in Paloma the rest of my life, and once all of our education is done, and it's it's your time to take over this place, this will be my new home. And I've spent literally five days of my life here. Shit. If I never thought of it that way. <laughs> Like, no, like, she does, like, she has this, like, advantage of, like, getting to at least be here and know that people love her and having that appreciation of this is her home, like, even if it's scary and it's heavy, like. Do you say that to him to explain all that to him? Yeah, but in the first person, so the third person. Yeah. Um, and so he, he agrees and he says, yeah, I mean, even just the way your castle is set up, I mean, you, you haven't been to Plome yet, um. But we have a lot more wild terrain than you do here. The castle's pretty much all by itself. We don't really have a village around it. Um, you know, it's a much newer castle. It was just built, like, what, 10 years before we were born? It's, it's a lot nicer here as far as company goes. Uh, sometimes I think maybe home gets a little bit too quiet. <laughs> Do you say that? You go, oh. Yeah. That's bad. I feel bad for him. Why doesn't he come stay with us more often? Is he not allowed? Can he, like, stay for a week? So. We have guest rooms, I'm sure. So he's he's stayed for, like, a couple days at a time during some visits. Like, all together, though, he's really only visited, like, maybe three times at this point why can't he visit more so that there's a lot of stuff that goes along with the truce that your family is in um you guys getting married is what ended the war between the two countries that used to be one country so the fact that you guys aren't married yet means that whenever he is sent to your country there's a very real worry that he might not come back. That they, your, your people, your father, your whatever, the other side, you know, the enemy, might assassinate him. You know, that maybe, you know, because your country does have more resources as far as the history of your country goes. It was there first, you know, it used to be the whole continent, then it wasn't. Um... So, yeah, there's always that risk when one of you, if one of you leaves, that you might not come back. So the shorter the visit, the better. The first time wasn't so bad because his uncle came with him. 
and they had my uncle. Yeah, your uncle came with him on that visit. Uh, but they also brought um, knights and soldiers to protect them because now not only was Polonus king there, but also the prince, the only prince. So like both of their royals were there, and that's not always safe to send them both. Um, but after that, anytime he visited you, um, it was just him. His his dad stayed at home. Did he send him with any guards or his brothers? Or he they did send him with like servants and guards and stuff. But the king stayed oh. back at home. The king hasn't visited Hortensia since you were five. Okay. It's just been Samuel coming the whole time. Um, so he tells you this and everything, and, you know, as you said, like, you never really thought about it from his side of things before, that he was also kind of just volunteered for this truce that you were also kind of forced into. Um, and you look at him and you go, shit, Bram, I'm sorry. Bram. Uh, because his full name, which I'm going to announce later, but just so you know, his full name is His Royal Highness Prince Samuel Bram Robier, Ronaldo Shackleshire, Prince of Paloma, Duke of Hortensia. Yeah. So much like, uh, much like your mom called you Sophie you kind of adopted that as your way of um, speaking with him when it was just the two of you. Um, like, no one else really calls him that. Just, like, no one else besides your mom calls you Sophie. Um, and so you're like, shit, Bram, I'm sorry. And he says, no, I, I'm just saying I get it. Like, we're lucky in a lot of ways. I mean, being who we are, the comforts that we have, but sometimes it also sucks. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if we have to, if we have to have this version of events, if you and I have to become rulers of our countries and eventually join them together, I mean, it would have at least been nice to see you more it's gonna be kind of weird to see you all of six times in my entire life and then have you be my wife that's why i said it <laughs> i don't know what to say to that that's just like so like fucked up like our whole lives are so fucked up yeah like it sucks like they're just kids like they're, just they're not just kids they are royals there's a difference. I know, but this war is not our war, and it sucks that they, they have to deal with it. It would become your war, though, if you called it off. You don't know what the kings might do, and if one of them died, it would become your war. But also, if both of the rulers die and then we become rulers, can't we just be like, no? I mean, yeah, but then you have to deal with the people that followed your fathers, um, believing that they were right. And his confidants maybe being your enemies and having very close access to you. Uh, and then you have to think about, okay, fine, yeah, let's just wait until our dads die. But in that time, 
you don't know how many of your people could die fighting the war that your father started. That's right. Oh, so these poor children. One of them is you. I don't know, but like speaking objectively, like poor fucking kids. I guess it's a royalty, but like, still, fuck. Mm-hmm. At least Athena's always been a romantic at heart, and I feel like she wants love, not obligation. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So, um, so you guys are silent for a while, and then he smiles, and he said, So, did you see the Duke? the Duke of Asaya's wife in there? And you turn to him and you go, what? And he's like, did you did you see her when she was in the corner dancing? And you're like, no. And he says, next time you go in, double check that she's not wearing her dress over her head because she was having a little bit too much of the wine. Ah, fucking lady. (laughs) What's her correlation to my mother? So she's like um, a noble that. Is she like my mom's wine auntie? Yeah. So like, okay. so like your mom, the duck, the duck. Okay. So the Duchess of Asai part that your mom has, mm-hmm. um, that was a title given to her by your father, so that she could have some land, should any like some like right to a land that. Um, you know, like, if anything were to happen to him, that, like, she'd still have a place. But what's she princess of? So, she's princess of Asimov. Yeah. So, um, the duchess that he is speaking of is a noble that that land originally belonged to before your father was like, and now it's hers if anything happens to me. Okay, bye. So, like, she kind of has to... Like, she's young, so she kind of has to marry someone, because, like, you know, she doesn't own land, but she has to marry someone eventually. So it's a whole thing, but that's who he's talking about. Okay. Um, but yeah, she's super wasted, and it's, oh. like, not even halfway through your, like, you were just announced, like, it's not oh, even halfway through your party yet. <laughs> and so you guys just laugh about her for a little bit, and then, um, you you know, walk over to a uh, a very short stone wall that you guys can sit on, and you guys just um, continue to talk and continue to catch up, because it's been a while, you know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, you hear some, it's been a while, so you hear some, you know, men in the hallways, you know, kind of like, like, have you seen her? I don't know, like, where'd she go? Like, they're looking for where you went, because you just straight up dipped. <laughs> um, and, uh, Bram turns to you, and, uh, he says, I guess we should go back inside, yeah? And, but, like, do you agree, or do you say, no, let's do something else? Oh. You don't want to go back inside? And he says, okay, princess, but what do you suggest? Oh. <laughs> Fuck around in the stable. 
All right, let's go fuck around in the stable. Let's go fuck. He shouts this as loud as he possibly can. <laughs> he throws his head back and his arms straight out like across and goes, let's fuck around in the stable. I slap my head. I'm like, I fucking hear you. Jesus. We want to be discreet. I was going to make us go back inside. Shut the hell up. And he says, my apologies. After you. And. Be annoying. <laughs> You're smiling though, Thanks. but you think it's funny because you're smiling. Mm-hmm. So you you walk out into the stables, and uh, now that you're in the stables, how would you like to fuck around? What would you like to do while you're in the stables? Fuck a horsey. Any particular horsey? I have one horsey. Its name is Moonbeam. <laughs> It is very white and very silky, like a moonbeam. Okay. That's why I named it Moonbeam. Got that. All right. It's my favorite horsey. Mm-hmm. It's my go-to horsey. Hi, go-to horsey. I'm going to have you introduce Bram to your horsey just like you did just now. <laughs> That's how you talk to him. And his reaction is one of just, like, pure joy. Just, like, like... It's one of those moments where it's like, Seraphine is so fucking weird, but like, you can't help but love her in that moment, you know? <laughs> like, you you honestly just can't help she it. She's to go to Horsey! I know, but like, she's just being so obnoxiously cute in that moment that like, <laughs> anyone who saw that would, would, would be happy, you know? Y'all really excited about my fictional Horsey. <laughs> about your fictional horsey. <laughs> my toes are tapping together under the Yo, table. Yo, you were real happy about it. Like in love movie. And so you yeah. hang out with the horsey for a bit and y- you realize that this is the first time at one of these events that you didn't feel like anxious or weird or like everyone was watching you. Like, this is the first time, not just at one of these celebrations, but just in general, that you've had a moment of fucking peace. Mm-hmm. And you acknowledge, at least in your own head, that you wouldn't have gotten this moment of peace if it wasn't for Bram. I'm just saying that's what's going through your head and your memory. I'm accepting your acknowledgement. Okay, great. Do you do anything? Are you just still petting the horsey? What do you want me to do? I don't, I just, I don't know what I want to do. I feel like I'm supposed to do something sexual, but I don't feel comfortable making that decision. Okay, you're not her cousin. You're not necessarily supposed to do anything, but why do you feel that way? Because they were, like, being flirty and deep, and they're betrothed, and, like, they were being cutesy for, like, a minute, and, like... I feel like there has to be at least some attraction, even though on a Julianne level, it grosses me out. Right. And, like, they're in the stables, and, like, it's quiet, and they're alone, and it's very secluded, and there are dark corners with hay, and, like, they're having, like, these intimate moments. I feel like it's what should happen, but I don't feel comfortable (laughs) making that decision because they're related. Okay, but, like, that doesn't matter in this scenario. If this were any other scenario, what would you do in this moment? I'd probably kiss. 
She's so excited about her horsey because it's moonbeam like a moonbeam. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh my god, she's a fucking weirdo, but she's such a cute fucking weirdo because she is. And, like, it's just they have, like, that intimate moment, like, before they went in the stable. And now, like, they're petting the horse and he's thinking about how cute she is. And they, like, keep just, like, petting the horse, like, closer and closer together until he's, like, right next to her. And then she kind of looks up at him and kind of looks down at her. And just the moment happens. And they... All right, that was really unpleasant to listen to. Um, <laughs> you don't like it. And... Uh, who kisses who? It's just kind of like a mutual, like, you know, like, when you're having a moment with yeah. someone, you both just kind of okay. morph into it, and it just happens. Like, okay. it's not a, like, I'm gonna kiss you, and you're gonna be like, oh my god. No, it's like a, just, like, the okay. moment kind of pulls you together type of thing. Alright. Like, who goes 80 and who goes 20? Like, I need to... I think he leans more into it than she does, and she just kind of, like, goes with it. And that's Serafina's first kiss. Ew! Kill 
trample me alive. The dream melts away again. Oh, thank fucking God. And... Killed my fire. <laughs> and the princess is... Can it, like, not melt away? Can it just, like, burn at the edges until... No. It melts away. Because it's a very... It's a very <laughs> nice moment for Syrafina. She treasures it. No, for her. she does not. She treasures it. She wants to kill herself. No, Julianne does. As you just said five minutes ago, Serafina wanted to. Stop using logic against me. I'm a DM. Logic is all I have. No, no. Are you quite done? <laughs> Listen, if that bothered you, I mm. really hate to see what happens to you in a couple of memories. That's all I'm saying. Don't do this to me. I'm you think so nice. I want to. You think I want to flirt with you? No, I don't. Because that's why you fucking dropped the episode. <laughs> I just don't need this whole episode. <laughs> So anyway, nobody has to know. So the princess is sitting outside, standing, standing outside a room in the castle keep. It's in the main quarters that houses both your rooms as well as your mother's private rooms and your father's. Um, and you're sitting outside one of the um, like wooden doors, and you overhear your parents arguing. And you can hear the queen, and she's 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 being quiet, but she's being also. You can hear the concern in her voice, and you know she's saying how how maybe you shouldn't go. Maybe maybe she shouldn't go. Maybe she should just stay here. It's it doesn't feel right that we're not going with her, or that one of us isn't at least going with her. It's her first trip out of the country. Just, Charles, please, let me go with her. Let me go with her. And at least, at least then, me, I'll know. And you can hear your father, and you can hear him, his, his very steady, slow footsteps across the floor. And... You know, he, he insists with her. He's like, Annalie, it's fine. I'm sending enough nights with her. It's fine. And he he kind of, like, ends the the arguing with that one statement. Like, it's in his tone that, like, that's, that's it. It's done. This isn't the question anymore. And you can hear your mother kind of, like, um, like wipe her nose a little bit. And just like no other sound after that, almost like she, she was she was upset, but not so upset that she was like full on crying, but just enough that she needed to like compose herself for a moment. And then just like that, the dream changes, and you're twenty years old, and you're mm-hmm. lying in your bed, and suddenly, the canopy is is just torn down and men 
a group of men grab you out of your bed and that first you know you're you were asleep a second a second ago and they grab you out of the bed and they're tugging you out and you're in your bed clothes you're not in like a a uh, it's still it's still basically a dress like it's still modest ish but like you know it's not like held down by anything you're not ready for the public and you know it's just like a nightgown like it could be pulled up and it's fine whereas with a dress it, that could this happen. is like her bedroom this is your bedroom but these are a group of men that you did not let into your rooms and they're pulling you out of your bed and they're um forcing you to your feet but you you haven't actually stood yet, so they're kind of just dragging you away from your bed in the wee hours of the night. And they're they're tying you up and your 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 feet are tied together, your arms are tied together, and you're you're looking around in a panic, but it's a silent panic. Like you don't know how to scream, but you're terrified. And they pull you out of your rooms and you're looking around and as they're putting the gag in your mouth you see your mother walking away and turning into one of the rooms and you don't see her face but it's definitely her and she's just calmly walking away and into her room and then they get you out of the castle keep they're not taking you into the courtyard they're taking you actually into the outer courtyard where the less people could see you and they're forcing you into a very beat up wagon and they're putting you into the back and as they're putting you into the back you happen to look up and you see your father on the balcony of the castle keep where when you were 15 years old he talked to you about your role and how you could do anything and how much he supported you and understood how you felt and he's watching you be forced into this wagon with a resolute emotionless look on his face and that's the last thing you see before you are thrown into the wagon and your vision of the world is cut off for that trip and then i end up in that tower and then the dream melts away, but that's where they're taking you, yes. And the and the dream so is so horrible. So I was right the horrible. entire podcast. My 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 parents are dicks. And the <laughs> and the dream is so awful, and it's it's so distressing that it melts away one last time, and you're 18 again. Um, the same age you were when you heard your parents arguing. Um, and you're visiting Paloma for the first time, and you're you arrive there and you're welcomed by your uncle and his his you know nobles of his court, which is arguably much smaller than yours because it's pretty much a brand new country. It's as old as you are, honestly. Um, and behind him you see Samuel. Bram, um, and you see Bram, and he's standing there, and you see that he's um smiling, like happy that that you're here, that finally he's not the one who has to leave. 
<laughs> and that, um, you know, he hasn't seen you, you know, since he came to visit on your 16th birthday. Um, but you've been writing to each other since then. Okay. Um, you know, That's so nice. it's, it's, it's like, it's kind of like seeing an old friend again, but it's an old friend that you shared your first kiss with that kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> um, and you, you walk up to him and they welcome you and then they lead you up to their castle keep. And they are, and they have a, they don't have like a village around their castle as, as he had told you before, yeah. but they do have people that live in villages near the castle, uh, in the woods of Paloma. And they have traveled from their villages to meet you as you are their future ruler. And they've never even seen you before. So, um, after they welcome you, right. Uh, your servants, they take your stuff to your rooms that you'll be staying in. Um, and um, as your father has said, you do have knights with you. You do have guards that came with you. Just like Bram also had guards that came with him. Um, but, you know, you have you have a couple more, you know, than, than he did. Um, you don't know why. It's not your business. They just, that's how this works, right? <laughs> Stop talking to yourself. Um, and so he takes you up to their balcony of their castle, of their um, castle keep, and the villages, the nearby villages. People have come to see you because they don't know you. They've never known you. Um, these are people that, you know, that they they might remember the leadership of your family, you know, before your uncle took over for the civil war and everything, but like. This land was so far out from the capital, Hortensia barely had anything to do with it, which is why your uncle was able your uncle was able to take it as his own. Because they never saw anyone anyway. So this is like their first touch with like the original royal family. And they're like, fuck yes. So they've all gathered, you know. Um and you know, as as you guys all walk up to the castle keep, right? The announcer is like, you know, welcoming everybody and like announces you and announces uh Bram and then it comes time for their king. And he announces his royal majesty, William Sarif Azanin, Ronaldo Shekelshire the Fourth, King of Paloma, son of his majesty Charles Samuel Ronaldo Shekelshire the Fifth, the last great royal of the sovereign nation of Hortensia. And the people answer, long live the crown. And then he continues. Is it appropriate reaction? Yes. Okay. And then the king, because you you are never introduced <laughs> like that. Uh and and Bram was never introduced like that when he came to Hortensia. They didn't even announce Bram that way. That's legitimately just how they announce your uncle at public events. Um, oh, so may I ask a question? Yes. How do the numbers work? Because didn't you say my father was the third? Yeah, so their name is different. Their name isn't the same. Oh, okay. Yes. So your father is His Majesty Charles Samuel Bram Ronaldo Shekelshire II. Uh, and his brother, your uncle, mm-hmm. is His Royal Majesty William Sarif Asman Ronaldo Shekoshada IV. What's my granddad's name? 
uh, your granddad's name is His Majesty Charles Samuel Ronaldo Shekelsars V. So your father is Charles Samuel Bram Ronaldo. Your grandfather Who the fuck is, is my Charles Samuel Ronaldo Shekelshire. Yeah, so the Who Charles, the so the Charles and the Samuel are the same, but your father has. So who was the first? Has that my father's named after? Has Bram. Who's who's the first? I'm gonna say probably your great great granddad. Who was the first that my granddad was named after? What? Where's my granddad's name come from? Uh, Why would they have the exact same name? <laughs> Why would my dad be the sixth? They don't have the exact same name. You have to have the exact same name to be considered I the know. first, second, third. That's what I'm saying. Why don't they just? Why didn't they just name my dad the same as my granddad and make him the sixth? Sorry. I don't know. I wasn't there. You did it. I wasn't there. I don't know why. Who the fuck is Sarah named after? She's the third. It's not her mom. She's named after your in your father's line. She came from a different country. Is that my grandma? Country. Who's Serafina? The second. Let's say it's your grandmother. Let's just say it's your grandmother. Because I can tell you're not going to let this go. Fine. <laughs> Fine, I'll let it go. Great. So anyway, your uncle has an extra fucking name as all hell. And that was high key some shade at my dad. Right? Oh, hundred percent. Uh Yeah, it was. I was wondering if you were gonna get that. Oh, I got that. Yeah, no, that was some high key. Also, shade what's with this like long live the crown shit? My grand, my uncle does not have the crown. He has a fake crown. He invented his goddamn self. <laughs> so long live the crown, bitch. You, your kingdom doesn't have the crown. So what's with that bullshit? First and foremost. <laughs> Well, because he kind of lost. Like, he lost the war. Like, precisely. So, technically, there's a chance I'm counting long live the crown and throwing shade at my father. Bitch, my father has the crown. Why are you being shady? Well, because that's, that's, like, that is still their king. Like, technically, with the truce, that's gonna be what joins your country. But until you guys marry, you are still two separate countries. Okay, but like together doesn't make sense because like you're you're saying that right after you praise my grandfather, yes, and throw shade at my father, yes. So the long live the crown implies like my grandfather's crown, like the crown which my uncle does not have. Right, but your uncle, the whole point of this whole civil war was that your uncle desired the crown. He thought that it should have been his. He was wrong because he was not the oldest. I feel like that's not a thing, but like it's still a jealous motherfucker. So his way of basically not feeling like a total shit is to one have the country of his own, which he got, um, for his people to acknowledge and love him as their king, which the whole it's 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 like you have it's like say the Pledge of Allegiance, you have to say long live the crown. It's government. First rule of queen, my uncle gets executed. I know I can't do that, but look in my head is what I'm saying. Um and yes he is um and you know what was his name william fuck you william (laughs) and um and you know as you know and with this truce like even even then he didn't really get what he wanted because when that happens yes both countries become one again 
but you're the ruler of the country when I have it. Percy, stop scratching. Stop scratching. Yeah, um, but anyway, so even when you guys marry and the truce comes into being and the country becomes one again, his son isn't going to be the ruler. It's going to be you. Even in the truce, he kind of lost. Basically, all he got out of the truce was making sure that his son was taken care of and that no one was assassinated and that he got to keep being king until he died. That's all he got. Fucks to suck, my dude. Exactly. So, um, you hear that shade coming at your father, and you're standing next to Bram, and he immediately is just like, because he knows. He doesn't, he, no one said anything after his name, okay? It's not his fault. But he knows you're going to blame him anyway. <laughs> Because that's how you are. Petty as fuck. And so he just tenses up, like, oh, God, why? Um, and, you know, he... Can you see the look on my face? It's like... He feels it. You know, he's, he's, he's looking out at everybody as he's supposed to, but you're right next to him. You know how you can feel when someone's just staring at you from behind? That's how it feels for him. And he's like, oh, God damn it. And so his, you know, father, the king, is giving his whole speech and, you know, and welcoming you and being like, my niece! Da -da 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 and everyone's like, yay! Long live the crown! Prince Serafina! Yay! It's not their fault! It's literally not their fault. Their fault in this perk. I'm because he will kill it. them. So then, you know, everyone exits. But before they exit, the the guy who's been, you know, calling out all of the names, he once more um, announces you. And he's like, exiting, your highness, Serafina, Sophia, Genevieve, Ronaldo, Shackleshire the Third, Princess of Hortensia, heir to the throne of Paloma, and everyone yells, "Long live the crown!" And then you exit. Uh huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't want people yelling that at me. Yep. It's really weird. <laughs> Fucking creepy. I don't like that. I feel like I'm like. Weird, like, ultra-dimension, like, Lord Dictatorship bullcrap. Like, map of some, like, medieval Hitler. Like, I don't like that shit. Like, <laughs> Percy, get away from that bag. Hey, hey. Percy! Here's my shoes. Alright. So, <clears throat> then, um, you know, you, you're still, your dream is still kind of dipping in and out of your visit from there, you know? And, like, your nights never leave your side. Those men stay with you the entire time, every meal, every time you leave your rooms, they're stationed outside your rooms, and one, um, what, at least one female servant from your homeland is with you at all given times. Like, they sent servants with you. Like, they didn't trust Paloma's servants to be with you. Mm. Um, and, uh, they stay with you the entire time, except for on your last day there. Mm -hmm. On your last day there, um, Bram uh, takes you for a walk in the woods. Mm 
I'm sorry. Um, he takes you for a walk in the woods, uh, and your nights don't come with. Um, That's safe. You kind of, I feel like you kind of, like, dipped out with him. Because, I mean, like, if you if you think about it, like, all those times you dipped out with him when he came to visit you, and that, those were your people watching you. Now these are people that you don't know, trust, love, and they're all watching you, too. So, like, it's probably your same anxiety, but, like, dialed up to a thousand, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys dip out again, as you guys tend to do. I feel, I feel like it's your thing at this point to just dip out of things. Um, I see that. And uh, and so you guys go for a walk in the woods, and like you've like never been to this land, so like it's a it's a whole other thing for you. Um, uh, and you come upon uh, the the bank of a river. Um, where he has set up a picnic for you. Um, and so you you see it, you go, aww. And he says, I figured it's your last day here. It's been really unpleasant. Uh, my father didn't help anything. I, I, I figure you should have at least one memory of my home before you leave. Um, cause you know, like you're, never gonna come here again um the next time we see each other i'm gonna be coming to live with you whoa when's that supposed to happen three years time so it should be happening now yeah before she's 21 yeah oh bitch um so um but you knew that because that's that's why the meeting's looking for you because they once you marry him and you know, you become the crown, like, they don't want you to do that. They want the crown. They don't want you. So, um, so you guys sit, and you have the picnic, and of course he brought booze. Of course he of did. Of course he did, because he Fucking knows you. Because he knows you, and it's Bram, and he's like, come on, like, Seraphine is gonna want her booze. Like when we were 12. Exactly. Little baby alcoholics. Little baby alcoholics. And you guys laugh about it, and um, uh, it's actually a really nice, like, sunny day. Like, the trees gave you a lot of cover, but now that you're by the bank, like, you got, you're getting a lot of sun. So you kind of, like, take off, like, come call it your extra layers, like the shawls and all that shit, and now you're just in your dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're laying down, and you're eating, because, like, you brought your favorite foods, and you're like, fuck yeah, I love food, because I'm Serafina, and food is amazing, and oh my god, booze. Um, French muffins? Yes. Also macaroons. You talked about chocolate. Yes. Um, and he pulls out a sketch pad. And my- And you guys are enjoying- oh. And you guys are enjoying just the day. You're in quiet. Like, you're not talking a lot. Like, Can you not... draw me, like, one of those French guys? I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> so he's... You said he has a sketch pad. He's Why sketching he the landscape. I'm in the landscape. <laughs> <laughs> so he's sketching the landscape. I want him to draw me. And you're and you're sipping on your wine because he brought. Wine. I want to put my wine down. I want to crawl over to him and demand he draw me, not the landscape. Role play that. Tell tell him. Draw me, not the landscape. You just crawl over to him with no words other than that. You just go, draw me like the landscape. 
you know, I put my hand on this thing, put it down, go, draw me, not the landscape. And then I sit back and wait for him to draw me. Okay. So you sit back and he turns the page and he looks over at you with like a fond, like, why do I bother with you smile? But like, you know, it's like, you know, just like <laughs> a thing. And so he starts sketching you and, you know, like the light is actually pretty good or whatever, Ooh, but yeah. he's just like, can you tilt, tilt your head just a little bit? And so you, you, you tilt your head just a little bit and he continues to sketch you and everything. Um, and then, you know, you, you know, you start talking and you're just like, and you're just like, so, cause it's been a while. Cause he, you have to stand still for a very long time and you're not good at that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you start talking to him and you start talking to him about when he's going to move there. You know, when he's going to move to Hortensia and you guys are going to see each other like every day. Um, and so you ask him like, how, how are you doing with that? Like, are, are you looking forward to it? Do you feel better about it? Whatever it is. And he's like, I don't know. Um, it's, it, it's gonna be weird to to leave here this is all I've really ever known but I don't know I'm starting to think that maybe it might actually be okay in Hortensia that I might I don't know actually maybe be happy there Aww. is that all you say Aww. what what changes the opinion Talk to him like he's here. You're role playing. It's a role playing game. I th- that's what I said. Like, what's changed your opinion? I don't like this. Just so speechless. I'm doing <laughs> you, and it's my comfort. You think I like it? Shut it's up, part of it. the game. Um, oh, disgusting. <laughs> I feel the same way. Trust me. Uh, what story? You wanted a love story. I gave you a fucking love story. I didn't mean with my talking about like me having to flirt with you in general as any guy oh i meant i was being gentle uh, i know uh, don't worry he's coming too but that's incestual too how is that incestual too? i don't know you made it sound like it might be it's no it's fine okay. no that's not incestual you don't know him okay. you just met him in a pub like you're fine okay. um but anyway so you asked that and he says over the last couple of years i you know how it's been, you know, like we've mm-hmm. been getting more responsibility. We've been learning some new things and uh, there's just some things that I, I don't like. Um, and I'm not really sure I can be the one to change them. So maybe going to Hortensia, maybe that'll help. Maybe it can do something there, be better there. What don't you like? Some of the things my father has been doing that he's been showing me, he hasn't been completely forthcoming, but just, I don't know, some of the ways that he runs this country, I just feel like we should be improving faster, you know? So many of our people live out in the woods, so far away from the castle, they should live closer to us, you know, like how some of your people do mm-hmm. you know you are surrounded by people you know if they they work for you and and you provide for them and and they provide for you and i feel like the respect that you get from your people comes from the way that you and your family have treated them and my family just doesn't have that relationship with our people 
how would you think you could make that better? I don't know, maybe by following you. Aww. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> and he says, no, I don't mean to put pressure on you or anything. It's just, I mean, you were kind of born for this. I mean, it makes you anxious and everything, but, I mean, your people love you and you don't even have to try. They just, they just like you. You're just good for them and good to them. I mean, as long as, as long as that's what you're doing and it's working, I mean, I'd, I'd like to learn how to have that relationship. It's a lot better than sitting up in this castle, having people chant at you. Yeah, it probably helps if your dad stop being such a piece of crap. I don't know what to tell you. He is who he is. That's great. I mean, not no, but like, okay. Um, and uh, then he says, um, and honestly, I mean, it'd probably be better for us to live in Hortensia anyway, even if I didn't feel this way. Because, I mean, could you imagine having a wedding in that stone fortress? <laughs> it basically looks like a dungeon. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. I don't <laughs> disrespect your home. But, like, your dad seriously needs to do interior decorating. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to compete with golden statues built into the walls, but I mean... There's a pretty dark part. <laughs> uh, so you guys are talking more about the wedding and, like, your plans for the wedding and how you want it to look or be and, you know, how you'll probably wind up sneaking away halfway through anyway to get drunk by yourselves. Yeah! Um, We're not very good people. We're <laughs> people we're not we're not we're not people we're not good with people at all all the nobles they just get too wine drunk and we'd rather get drunk by ourselves um and then he he looks at you as he's sketching you i like the light has kind of changed so he tells you to like move your head or whatever and like you kind of move it in like the way that he didn't want you to so he says like no 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 this way and he grabs your head not like in a romantic way in a literally like a grabbing your head <laughs> and just kind of moving you away um and it kind of felt like out of nowhere like it kind of felt like maybe it was leading up to a moment and like maybe he did that on purpose to make it not a moment if that makes sense yeah um and then he like moves your head that way but like he doesn't take his hands off your head like he keeps them there for a little while longer and he seems a little distracted like he's not actually in the conversation with you or even realizing that like just touching your head in a cranial type of way is weird and you don't know why he did that it's very out of character for him because he's a, usually a lot more like relaxed around you you know um and then all of a sudden you know like it's almost like he realizes that's awkward and he um stands up and he walks kind of to the side of you like blocking the sun a little bit and he says let's go for a swim and it's very like out of nowhere like the whole grabbing your head thing and then standing up it was all very not in the moment like if he wanted to have a romantic moment with you that was already it you were talking about your wedding 
So him just standing up, interrupting the romantic moment to go and do something else that might also turn into a romantic moment, that seems weird to you in yeah. that moment. Um, so he's like, let's go for a swim. What do you do? Suspiciously say okay. Okay. And so he's like, okay. And so he starts taking off his tunic and he takes off his shoes and but he leaves on like his um I forget what they're called, but essentially they're like old piney underwear that comes down to your knees, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure, let's call them bloomers. <laughs> I don't know if they're actually what they are, what they are, but let's call them bloomers. Um and you um, just so you know what your outfit is containing of, um, you have your dress, right? And it's not like a big ball gown type of dress, but it does have under layers. So what you have underneath is, um, a, a, um, is like the, 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 the tufty skirt thing mm-hmm. that just gives your dress shape. And then also underneath that, you have, I don't know. well, no, you have another, uh, skirt. It's like a white skirt that's just like no shape to it. It's just a white Ooh. skirt. And then underneath that, it's bloomers. Part together that. So you have four layers of skirt. You have your dress, you have the big tufty thing, you have just a normal no shape skirt, and then you have your bloomers. And then on top, you're wearing a corset underneath your dress. And that's what you are dressed in. So he has taken off most of his layers except for his bloomers. And he goes swimming. What do you do? Do you jump in the whole the whole Ford skirt thing? Corset and bloomers. You ju- okay, so you strip down to your corset and bloomers. Guys, why am I bad? Where did the where did the dice fall? Right there. Where? Right there. Where? Oh, get it. That's not it. All right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Great. Almost done. Literally almost done. So you strip down to your corset and bloomers, and you uh, both uh, both run out into the river, and um, you start to swim. And like he's keeping you on like one side of the river, like kind of like how he when he stood up to like block your son, you know, like he's still staying in generally that area in relevance to you wherever you are. Um, almost like he's blocking you for something, and you think maybe he's blocking you from the sun, but like not really sure. So what do you do while you guys are swimming together? What's going on? We're swimming. No. You keep standing to this one side of me and you're being really fucking weird. What's going on? Nothing. We're just swimming. Don't lie to me. What's going on? You're not being normal. Like, why are you not being normal? What's wrong with you? I'm being pretty fucking normal. No, you're not, because normal people don't just stand to one side of me. Oh, I'm sorry, you don't like me being on this side of you? Okay. And then he dives under the water and, like, goes underneath you and, like, picks you up and then, like, dive bombs you into the Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I he was trying to block me from some fucking creep with an arrow across the way. Like, shot he dive bombs you into the river and uh you come up like gassing for air but just like with like a murderous like laser tag type of rage on your face you know what i mean and you pounce on him and you dunk him under and you guys do that for a bit um 
until you both get just like tired of swimming or whatever. And then you come back in from the river, you lay down the blanket, and he uh, is like touching up the sketch that he was working on. And you guys continue to talk and everything. And then he's finished the sketch and he puts it down and you look over and it's actually this like really beautiful, but like not super uh, like detailed version of your face and your hair kind of looks like a halo ar- around your face. That's really fucking And that's how cute. he sketched you. That's really fucking cute. Aww. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> Aww, Pedro. <laughs> um, and so he kind of like, he kind of like rolls his eyes when you see it and like say all and like make a little thing about it. And he's like, Aww, Pedro. And, he, uh, and he's like, Did you at least have a good time today? I did. Good. So at least that's one good memory you have of this place. Um, and you know you can see the stars going down. Like it's starting to get nighttime. Like in the morning, you gotta go. Like you're gonna caravan your shit out of here. So the next time that you guys are alone together will literally be on your wedding night. And you kind of like realize that at the same time. Like you've been having this like really cool just like chill day of like swimming and sketching and eating food and getting drunk and like it's been really chill and like no pressure and like you guys are if anything you guys are definitely friends you know if anything if you're more great but like you guys are at least friends and you literally will not see each other for three years and until then, the night we're until, supposed to fuck. Until the night you get married and are supposed to fuck. I mean, that's your choice. You don't have to fuck him, but, like, eventually. But it's expected. It's, it's expected, yes. Eventually, we are, we are supposed to try to have air. Eventually. But at this point, everyone's just waiting for the wedding. Um, And so he says that, and he's like, well, I mean, okay, so it's it's been a good day. And, I mean, I, I did have a good time. It just sucks I won't see you again until another circus in three years. What do you say to that? Fuck. <laughs> Is that your favorite word? I feel like that's your that's favorite word. I know it's definitely. No, I'm looking for word serendipity. <laughs> Fuck is a close second. I feel like it's definitely Serafina's favorite word because she says it a lot around yeah. him. <laughs> it's just like her, I don't know what to say so far. Fuck. I mean, I guess it is like kind of fucking weird that like we, we're getting, like next time I see you, we're getting married and we've only, well, like people, we've only like even kissed once. Oh, God, I think it's. <laughs> And he's like, does that bother you that we've only kissed once? (laughs) Just pull the band-aid, bro. We're so close to being over. I mean, kind of. I mean, after we get married, they're gonna expect And he's like, let's let's not go that far. We're not even close to that yet, and you're just going to stress yourself out. I know you. You're going to stress yourself out. 
And he's like, let's just, let's just be here today, not three years from now when everyone gets to watch us be really awkward again. And he, um, he's, uh, he's, like, laying on his stomach, like, where he was, he had been sketching you, and you're, like, kind of sitting up, um, but he, he raises himself up on his hands to get closer to you, and he lightly kisses you on the lip. And you kiss him back harder. Okay, great. Oh. And so you kiss him back harder, mm-hmm. and it turns into a full on makeout session. Sure, it does. Okay. Until eventually uh, the night ends, and you guys pack your shit up and go back to oh, the castle. Oh, good. So we don't talk. No. Okay. Um, and. Wait, so she's still a fucking virgin? <laughs> and uh, you go. No, back she's to the, not. And you go back to the castle and pack up all of your shit. And in the morning, you leave. And the last thing you see as you're pulled away from the castle is Bram seeing you off, uh, smirking at you the same way he used to when you would um, look for him in the Great Hall and you'd see him across everyone's heads. And then you wake up in a cold sweat because that was an intense fucking dream. And that's the end of this episode! But Woo! she can still be a virgin! This was not the virginity episode. This was the dream that Julie, not Julianne, that Princess Serafina had. Hold the fuck up. Did you want to fuck your cousin? No. Okay, great. That's not where I'm going with this. She can't possibly fucking still be a virgin. Like, no, she's just not. So who the fuck did she fuck if she didn't fuck her betrothed? I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe it was him, and it just hasn't happened yet. I don't know. But that was the last time she saw him, right? I mean, in theory, yes. She can't possibly. So did she fucking like fuck a knight? Like, what'd she do? I don't know. That's not part of this episode. We'll have that. Oh no! You know what? I know what episode we'll address that in. It's fine. Four episodes from now, guys, keep a watch. Bitch, what? Four episodes from now, we'll address it. At least it. tell me if she fucked him or not. You can edit it out. At least tell me. She has not fucked Bram. This was the last time they saw each other. I'm and kind did. of upset that she didn't lose her machine. This entire time, you've been freaking out at a kiss, and now you're telling me you wanted me to make them fuck at 18. No, I... Well, I mean, 18 is actually not that ridiculous of an age to... No, but, like, they're also cousins, and that makes you really uncomfortable, and now you're complaining about it. (laughs) It does, but, like, at the same time, like, she's betrothed to him. He was her first kiss, her first date. Like, it would make sense to be in a really disgusting way. When we had them kissed, you literally hid yourself in your hair. I know. And would you have been able to sit here for another 30 minutes while I went through a whole fanfiction-level detail of how they fucked? No, don't you do any more episodes from now? (laughs) I wasn't planning on it, but if it had been included in this, yes, I would have. (laughs) Okay, well, fuck you. Exactly. So, bam. Um, So, hi, everybody. This is a little bit of a longer episode than I thought because of all of the princesses complaining about the relationship. How long have you been here? We're hitting the two-hour mark, bro. 
Shit. We really got to know Serafina in this episode. Did we though? I mean, we saw big points in her life. Yeah, we did. I'm just traumatized. It's fine. <laughs> we saw some big points in her life, and like we got to know her parents a little bit. We got to know Bram a little bit. We got to know her uncle a little bit. We got to officially know who put her in that fucking tower. Kind of. I mean, we always knew who put her there. I don't. We didn't confirm. It was her parents. We said that the whole time. It was. But we were theorizing. I didn't know we actually knew for sure. I always said from day one that her parents put her in that tower. Well, I guess. But you were like, no, like maybe, maybe they had a good reason, and like, and it was like maybe your father's not your father. Oh, I forgot about that. I see. I'm forgetful. I need notes. I need better notes. So. That's the end of the episode. Julianne, how do you feel about your character and everything that you learned about her this episode? I feel more heavy about her. What do you she mean? She feels more, heavy? like, serious and, like, there's more weight to her now. Well, keep in mind, you were also getting to know her during, like, the angstiest years of her life. Like, she's a teenager. Yeah, but, like, I don't know, like, hearing how she got put in that tower is, like, kind of traumatizing. <laughs> Because it had to traumatize her. Oh, 100%. And, like, hearing it, like, fuck. She's just spent, like, all that time in that tower not knowing why her parents did that to her. They were always so kind, and she thought they loved her so much. So what the fuck? What the fuck indeed. So as always... Am I going to get that answer? What? Why the fuck? Yes. At some point? Okay. Hopefully. I mean, just don't die. I'm just trying my best. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, once again, thank you everybody for listening and hopefully subscribing and hopefully reviewing. Um, speaking of which, we got our first bad review recently. Oh my god, we're gonna talk about that? I mean, we could. So, like, listen, we know that we're not everyone's cup of tea, and that's fine. You don't have to like us. Disclaimer, it's fine um but you know i mean like you know our first couple episodes were kind of touch and go there as far as the quality of the sound because we were still trying to figure out the best setup and you know we are not in a recording studio we are literally in my bedroom with a somewhat cheap microphone with a shirt over it (laughs) yeah um you know so you know that is something to consider um but, you know, I understand that, you know, some people are a little bit sensitive to certain sounds. And, you know, the fact that we are so, like, relaxed and chill, like, might not be for everyone. That's okay. Um, so from from the deepest, darkest, happiest, most sincere part of my heart, I would just like to say to everyone out there who is very sensitive to sound and finds it offensive when we use those sounds. Moist. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is a good episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you have anything to say to us, if you want to suggest things to us, if you want to follow us, Instagram us at Danzos with Dagger. You can also email us at 
dancewithdaggers at gmail.com. <laughs> See you later, everybody. On Glee. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. Thank you again for listening and following. We're really trying to provide enjoyable content and a somewhat cohesive plot for you. But we don't know much about you. At all. Eventually, we'd like to make a Patreon and put out bonus content that you'll all love. But we don't know you. So, we ask that you post a review on whatever platform you listen on. Or leave a comment on Instagram. Or send an email to damselswithdaggers at gmail.com. Let us know what you like. What's your favorite food? What are you looking for in a man? Are you looking for a SoundCloud reference? Wait, what? How <laughs> long do you think it'll be before we die? We want to know. Tell us all the things. And we'll post again on the weekend.